0: For the day in sports betting, this is Point
2: Spread Sunday
3: on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour number two, Point Spread Sunday, We're rolling along from the VSN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi and Mike Mike Pritchard, Week 14, NFL. It's going to be a fun day here, Pritch. We got a lot of action to get to. In 15 minutes, we have our picks, nine of them between the two of us. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff to digest here in week 14, (laughs) but the show has been on a pretty good run here with our picks. So make sure to tune into that in 15 minutes, but first, right now, Pritch. I want to ask you about what's trending. Key trends that have to do with the games that we have today and whether we should fade, follow or forget these trends. We're going to start off in the AFC West. Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders Chiefs, 9.5 point favorites, total 48. But the under, Pritch, Mm -hmm. is 5-1 and in the last six Raiders Chiefs matchups played at Arrowhead Stadium. And we've seen the market go in that favor. Open 52 and a half, now 48. Will you fade, follow, or forget
4: this trend with the under in Raiders Chiefs? Uh, You know what? I'm going to fade this one uh, because... You know, it's already at 48 from 52. Uh, I mean, my goodness. If I'm, I'm going to follow the trend, I'm late. Uh, <laughs> late to the party. i uh, sure I'm late there. That's why I'm going to fade it because, you know, it's going to be good weather, and I think the Raiders are up against it. They know that, too. Uh, we, we have to come out and start fast. I'm in my I'm in the locker room now with yep, the Raiders. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Talk to me uh, now. See, Chris, I'm a player. I talk put my to player <laughs> hat on. Uh, we got to start fast, right? And, and so that means you're going to be aggressive. And no Darren Waller. Uh, but yet you still have D. Jack, and then you also have some Zay Jones, some of the other guys that have speed. I watched the Raiders earlier in the year, and that, they're one of the fastest teams on the field. Yeah, but it's, for some reason they get to a conservative nature. Now, Kenyon Drake's out too. They got one proven running back, and that's Josh Jacobson. And uh, you wonder how much they're going to utilize that or manage that because the running back situation is dicey uh, for the Raiders. Uh, and so, uh, a controlled passing game, and okay, your best player on offense, Derek Carr, you got to lead us to the promised land here. Uh, and, and hopefully, we'll create some situations in which we can get one on one. Uh, So, therefore, you could see a lot of yards and a lot of points in this one because on the other side, I I think the Chiefs are going to have a great opportunity there. So, I'm going to fade that trend right there.
3: I absolutely love that you're saying that. I'm late to the party, so I'm going to play the other side. I think that's how you want to be thinking Mm -hmm. as a better there. Don't chase that steam. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if it gets down to the basement, you go back and try to go back up. The Baltimore Ravens are in Cleveland, Pritch, this afternoon. The Ravens, two-and-a-half-point underdogs, total 43-and-a-half. But check this out. The Ravens are on an 11-2 and ATS run against the Browns in games played
4: in Cleveland. Will you fade, follow, or forget this trend? Oh, man. I'm going to forget this trend. Uh, Ravens are on a 11-2 ATS run versus Browns in Cleveland. They love Cleveland. They do. Now, the Ravens of old might have. The Ravens this year, they can't even get out the starting blocks. You know, and the first quarter has been horrendous. And I think it's been a game-planning issue all year long because you're trying to evolve Lamar Jackson from a playmaker to a pocket passer. Sacks are up. I think he's up to 37 sacks. Yeah. Interceptions are up. Uh, because it's just different for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he doesn't have total control of offense either. So you, you, you're trying to have two systems in Lamar Jackson's head and it's playing with them and they have slow starts and so I'm going to forget this trend. The weather, the we're seeing some movement, too. Uh, and then you have the Browns uh, in a situation in which, okay, off a of bye, maybe maybe they can correct some things. And so therefore, for me, I'm going to forget this trend.
3: Yeah, big scheduling advantage for Cleveland. They played at Baltimore, then have the bye, and now they host Baltimore. So they've been thinking about the Ravens for about a solid three, three and a <laughs> right. half weeks. Now, if they don't <laughs> got their best stuff today against the Ravens, then they'll never have it. So surprised <laughs> about the line movement a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. Lamar though, 7-2 ATS as an Underdog since 2019, so maybe that's playing into this a little bit with the line moving in favor of Cleveland once it – or rather, in favor of Baltimore once it hit three. The next game I want to talk to you about, Pritch, is the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. Panthers, two-and-a-half-point favorites, the total of 41. But I'm going to focus on the total because in this rivalry, the under is 7-0-1 in the last eight matchups since 2013 between the Falcons and Panthers in Charlotte. So will you fade, follow, or forget this trend out there in the
4: Queen City? I believe that's Charlotte, right, Queen City? Yes, sir. Um, I think I might follow this one. I might follow this one. Uh, you know... <laughs> The under, because of the situation with the Panthers in offense, uh, they've changed coordinators. We know that Matt Rule changed coordinators. Well, I I think it's because he didn't trust Brady uh, and, and Brady didn't do what he wanted to do. He
3: wanted him to run the ball more. He
4: wanted to run the ball more because you think about Rule as a coach, a head coach, you want to play complementary football. Okay, what is our defense doing and, and what is our offense not doing and capable of doing uh, consistently? And then certainly with Cam Newton. Cam Newton, the dynamic with him and Hubbard in the backfield could be interesting, but it still produces an under situation. I think the Atlanta Falcons have improved this year. Uh, And Patterson is Derrick Henry. For arthur smith yeah like arthur smith cannot think outside the Which, box it's, it's just insane <laughs> that you said
3: that patterson
4: is derrick henry he, but is. he really is he's the, he's the bell cow right because they are running that play that system now where you think about okay you drafted Pitts, you, you you were going to have calvin ridley but that didn't play out it, so arthur smith the creativity just never materialized there so what do i know i know how to run the football i know how to get these guys to run the football and i and i have a back that can run in a physical way Uh, And even though he's a wide receiver, he still can run in a very physical way. So, from an improvement standpoint, I like that situation. I don't know if they're improved enough, though, to light up the scoreboard.
3: Yeah. No, it's it's interesting because we've seen the market is right in line with that under – it opened 45 and a half, now down to 41 mm. in this game here. So it, it's probably going to be ugly. The game yeah. in Atlanta in perfect conditions, indoors earlier this season, was 19-13 in favor of the Panthers. An ugly game there. I watched too much of it because I had money on the on the parent Panthers in that spot. But mm. it was just an ugly game. We could see something similar later on this afternoon. Cowboys and the Washington football team, Pritch. The Dallas Cowboys, five and a half point favorites now, total of 48. The trend in this spot is the Cowboys, in their last seven games against NFC opponents. Will you fade, follow, or forget this trend in our nation's capital?
4: Oh, this is a tough one for me, because I I think this is going to be a good game. I hope it's going to be a good game, and um, I... (laughs) I'm going to forget the trend, Uh, you know, because it's up to, what, four and a half down our board. It was five. It was four and a half earlier. South Point just went to five and a half as
3: well. So I'm seeing five and a half pretty much across the board.
4: Five and a half. I'm like, okay, look at that. I mean, that's incredible to think about. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to forget that trend uh, because I think there's a lot of variables in this one, too. I, I mentioned earlier in the show about the trenches being an issue. For the cowboys but maybe there's some juice in that locker room pre-game uh, because of the build-up we're gonna um, win the game exactly <laughs> and then you know on the other side they play a physical style anyway circa just went to six with dallas now How favored. we that? just
3: saw that line moving right yeah. now circa now at six in favor of the Cowboys.
4: yeah so i i mean maybe that's news on pollard and who knows i don't yeah. know but um uh, yeah, it, it just, that, that's the trend that I'm going to forget, though. Yeah, Tony Pollard, game time decision, didn't mm-hmm. practice at all this week, dealing with
3: plantar fascia. I believe it tore, and apparently that's a good thing with that injury, which, I mean, that sounds absolutely painful. I'm glad <laughs> I don't run for football in the National Football League. and I think all 32 teams are also glad I don't run the football for them as well. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, Sunday Night Football hosting the Chicago Bears, Pritch. The Packers are 7 and 3 ATS in their last 10 games at home against the Bears. Tonight, they're laying 11. Eleven and a half a with a total of 43.
4: Will you fade, follow, or forget this trend? I'm going to follow this one. Uh, I mean, it's 7-3 ATS last 10 games at home versus the Bears. And uh, that line's dropped a little bit, uh, which is OK. Uh, you know, even at 12, I was uh, looking to lay that one, to be honest with you. But, you uh, know, I, I think that the Packers, are, they're such a, a better team and a better situation than the Bears are in right now. Justin Fields coming back. As players in the locker room, you know Nagy's not going to be back there next yeah. year. <laughs> we all um, know. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we're still playing for our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Packers' defense is really, really good. And, and the Bears, their offense is not very good. And, and Justin Fields is hopefully he'll have a great career. It just hasn't got to that level yet. When you have Andy Dalton throwing all, you know, interceptions, ball bouncing off receivers' hands, I question how engaged a lot of guys are right now with the Bears.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a fair question for the Chicago Bears team. I mean, you made the good point, though, that Guys still want to get good stuff on tape because mm-hmm. they'll probably be looking for jobs next season all across the board there. The Rams, the final game in our mm-hmm. watch Trending segment, Monday Night Football, a fantastic game. Cannot wait for this one tomorrow night. Uh, the Rams are two and a half point underdogs in Arizona, taking on the Cardinals. 51 and a half is our total, but the trend is the Rams have won the last six games against the spread. They've covered six straight down in the desert when they're facing the Cardinals. Will you fade, follow, or forget?
4: where they're only getting, what, two and a half? Only they got to win the game. But yeah, they got to pretty much win the game. So um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade that one. Uh, because, I mean, I, I think the Rams need more points. I, I, the Cardinals are really good. The Cardinals are one of the better teams uh, in the National Football League this year. They've established that for sure. Uh, and now you have a game in hand off of rest, off a of timeout for Kyler Murray. Uh, and he looked decent. Uh, he started uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he looks pretty good, too. So, Edmonds is coming back. I mean, they're they're getting healthier. You know J.J. Watt is in that locker room. I, I got it. That, that guy, I feel like he's just going to bust <laughs> out in a Superman costume right. Captain like, America in the something. or something, just Sure, like, I'm back. Like, <laughs> right, and, and so that's going to be impactful too, to that team once he does come back. I, I think he's an inspiration in that locker room, though, uh, and, and the nuance of the game. Uh, there, there's a lot of veteran presence on that team to teach these young guys, so I like the mix. I like the collection that the Arizona Cardinals have going for him right now.
3: Yeah, I cannot wait for that game. Uh, it's, uh, it's obviously being overlooked because we have Bills, Bucks later on, obviously Cowboys, Washington getting a lot of attention because that's today, but Monday night Mm -hmm. Could be one of the best Monday night games of the year. Rams at the Cardinals. But Pritch says... He's fading the trend. He thinks the streak ends for the Rams as covering machines down in the desert where McVay has pretty much owned Kingsbury. Kingsbury got his first win over McVay earlier this season when the Cardinals went down to L.A. and got that victory over the Rams, which has kind of catapulted them into a contender here in the NFC. All right, those are the teams in What's Trending. I have picks in four of those games that we Mm -hmm. talked about, and we're going to find out what those picks are on the other side. Nine plays between the two of us here. Week 14 of the National Football league it is point spread sunday rolling along on visa sports betting network
5: This is Point Spread Sunday on v
4: the Sports Betting Network.
3: Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available. In over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zyn. So head on over to slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyncom find. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Oh, baby, Point Spread Sunday. Rolling along here, v the Sports Betting Network. Femi Bebefe, Mike Pritchard coming to you guys from the South Point Hotel and Casino in about 15 minutes. Ian McMillan, our Green Zone contributor, later on this morning and afternoon. That's from 10 to 5 Pacific time. He'll be on with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds watching Falcons and Panthers. So we will discuss that game with him in about 15 minutes. But first, it's that time. The time that they've been waiting for, hoping for, wishing for. Now, obviously, the Eagles are on a bye week. So the Eagles whisper on vacation for a second consecutive week here, Pritch. So no Eagles plays. We'll see what happens next week. They're hosting the Washington football team. But we've got nine plays between the two of us today. We'll start off with your picks. Who do you like? What is Pritch's playbook looking like in week 14?
4: Well, I'm going to go with uh, a six-point former team teaser.
3: Yeah, I love it. I, when you sent the text in this thread, I was absolutely I, – I sent it to my girlfriend. I was like, look at this. How, how, how amazing is this? That's pretty
4: cool, though, to be able to do that. It first is. First one of, uh, Only first of all. Only person at the network that can say this. I could this. do that. I could do that. So, actually, <laughs> if I would have did it last week, that would have cashed because they were all dogs last week anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to take a shot because I like the matchups. And so you have the Seahawks down to two and a half against the Texans. Uh, these are my former teams. You got I had the Broncos uh, to minus five because at the book that I went to, <laughs> they were at 11. Already, uh, already so, moved, but already moved. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, I, I still comfortable with the five against Detroit at home, uh, and then the Falcons up to nine. Uh, now the Falcons. I like what Arthur Smith has done to help his team improve. You know, make it simple. Keep it simple. Let's see what we can, these players can do. And I've seen the Falcons improve uh, on the year. Now, they play a team in Carolina that's searching for themselves, uh, offensively in particular. They want to run the football more. Okay, they fired a coordinator just to get to running the football more, as if the coordinator before couldn't do that. Uh, but then you have Cam Newton. That dynamic's not going to work out either. I mean, he's on a one-year deal. He's a rental. Uh, and, and so I don't know if Carolina Panthers know where they're going or with, with their, they're without their best player, Christian McCaffrey, on top of that. I, I think other guys could step up. And against Atlanta, they got a good shot, but that's why I teased Atlanta up and, and really feel comfortable about that. So my former team on a six-point teaser uh, right there, and then my other play, Uh, Another teaser situation is the Titans. A lot of noise out of Jacksonville right now. Yeah. (laughs) A lot lot of noise. What's new? Sure. And you got Julio Jones coming back. I don't know how impactful he's going to be. Uh, But the Titans holding on to the playoffs. And they need this game. Uh, This is a desperation spot, if you ask me. And even though it's the Jags, I mean, I think you'll get the attention, the full attention from the Titans. I teased them down, minus two and a half. And then the Rams. So we just did the other segment. I don't think the Rams could have covered or or uh, kept that trend alive. ATS versus the Cardinals, mm-hmm. catching two and a half. Now, I give them eight and a half points here on a teaser. Now, if the Cardinals win this game by a field goal or a little bit more, I still can catch this. So uh, I really am impressed with the Cardinals, but it's a divisional game. Uh, and the Rams are one of those teams, too, that are fighting for a playoff, jockeying for position there. Uh, so I, I think we get a great effort on Monday night from the Rams. But I like them on the teaser more so than just catching two and a half points. So I tease them up to eight and a half. Yeah, I think the Rams are a great teaser, like up to eight and a half there.
3: It's, it should be a close game. Like you said, might not be able to cover the actual line of two and a half, but if they lose by a field goal, lose by a touchdown. You're in good. They're mm-hmm. capturing those numbers right. of three, six, and seven. So those are Pritch's playbook. The plays here. So he's got the former team teaser. Seahawks down to two and a half. Denver down five. Falcons up to plus nine, and of course, Titans down to two and a half, and Rams plus eight and a half in his other six-point teaser. All right, so Pritch gave you two plays. I told you we have nine, which means I have seven for the mathematicians at home who are watching and listening. So, typically, Pritch, over the last few weeks, I've had about four or five, mm-hmm. you know, but I really like the board this week, okay. Pritch, and I love it, really, starting with the Dallas Cowboys. I laid four and a half. I laid this one last Sunday. I thought I was like, this number is going to go up. Dallas is in a great spot. Extra rest after having to play in New Orleans last last Thursday night it dipped down to three and a half. I was like, what's going on here? Now it's up to six. Obviously some issues with COVID for the Washington football team, but on the Dallas side, this is the healthiest they've been all year. Randy Gregory's back. Neville Gallimore, probably their best defensive tackle. Hasn't played at all this year. He's off of IR. Expected to play. Of course, DeMarcus Lawrence came back last Thursday. It To me, it feels like a buy low spot on the Cowboys. They started the year six and one, now eight and four, having lost three of their last mm-hmm. five. The market's cooled off a little bit. I think this is a spot where they can get right. Plus, just looking at the closing lines over the last couple weeks that they tell us that there's a bigger difference between these two teams than four and a half or five. Washington closed a one and a half point underdog against Seattle two weeks ago. There's no way there's only a three point difference between Seattle and Dallas on a neutral. So it was Dallas all the way for me at four and a half. I still kind of like it at Dallas minus six to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Falcons plus three on the road against the Carolina Panthers. There's just not much separation between these two teams. And if you're going to give me three, I'm going to take it all day long. We saw Atlanta favored by three earlier this year in this game. Carolina won that one 19 to 13, like I mentioned earlier. I think a similar thing happens later on today. Carolina is just in turmoil. They fired offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Matt Rule wants them to run the ball more. Well, good luck because today both of your starting guards on the offensive line are out in Michael Jordan and and uh, John Miller so you got an offensive line that's banged up Cam Newton who's limited at this junction of his career at quarterback I don't like Carolina it's just a pure fate of the Falcons at this point Ravens plus three have the Browns really shown us they're good enough to be laying a field goal against a good team I don't think they've shown us that this year. They've been disappointing against t- competition this far. They've lost to Kansas City. They lost to the Chargers, lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Patriots, lost to Baltimore two weeks ago. Even though Lamar threw four interceptions, they couldn't cover that game. I think this is just a little too much of an overreaction to what we saw last Sunday. What is this number if Mark Andrews catches a two-point conversion and the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens win? The ga- It's a game of inches. We all talk about that, but we're using that inch to then make an overreaction because – On the look-ahead line, the Ravens were a one-point favorite in this spot. Now they're catching three in some places. I know Marlon Humphrey is out, but you cannot tell me that Marlon Humphrey is worth four points to the point spread. As good as he is, he is not a quarterback, so he's not worth that. And just be careful fading Lamar Jackson as an underdog since 2019 when he took over full-time as a starter. 7-2 7-2 and two against the spread as a dog. I like the Ravens in this spot getting a field goal against the Cleveland Browns. Giants plus 10 and a half. This number was hanging out earlier in the week with the New York Giants against the L.A. Chargers. It's just a tricky spot for the Los Angeles Chargers. They're coming off a massive win over the Bengals last Sunday as underdogs. They have the Kansas City Chiefs on deck. Thursday night. You cannot tell me that they're not looking ahead to that game and what it's going to mean for the AFC West division. Likely decides who will win that division. And of course, COVID has been running rampant in this. Chargers has disrupted the preparation. They get Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. back, but those guys didn't practice. Keenan Allen, he's out due to COVID. And the Giants just thrive in this role as big underdogs. 9-4 and four ATS as road dogs under Joe Judge. Mike Glennon's in that quarterback, but <laughs> hold your breath, hold your nose. 10 and a half if you're going to give me 10 in the hook i like the giants in this spot final two plays like bills plus three and a half today in this afternoon's game the game of the week i think in week 14 just too many points for a team like buffalo here if you're going to give me three and a half of the offense with buffalo i'm going to take that all day in our top five we revealed them i think the bills are still a top five team in the nfl their offense is capable of scoring on anyone and i think again we're overreacting to what we just saw on monday night football the bills they could have easily won that game against the patriots if they convert one of those red zone trips at the end of the contest. Buffalo is a desperate team in need of a win. That doesn't necessarily mean that they will win, but I think they can keep this one close with the conditions helping Buffalo 81 degrees. I just saw an NFL network in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be windy. I like the Bills at least not to They can win the game possibly, but if they're down, they're definitely live to go through the back door and cover the spread. And of course, Monday Night Football Cardinals minus two and a half. I think they're just flat out the better team. Arizona is going to be motivated. Haven't won the division since 2015. If they win this game, they're going to have a stranglehold on the NFC West and it's a difficult spot for the Rams injury wise. Their center, Brian Allen, doubtful for this game. Right. Matthew Stafford, he says he's not banged up, but people are saying that he is banged up. What's going on there? He hasn't been playing well regardless. So I like the Cardinals laying two and a half. Then of course a teaser. I had to get in on the teaser action here Pritch. Seahawks down to two and a half. Titans down to two and a half as a six point teaser. Just pure fades of the Texans and the Jaguars. So those are my picks like this a, week, Pritch. Absolutely. We got we to gotta roll. We got a lot, a lot of stuff in the NFL card, but mm-hmm. We're simpatico in a lot of plays. We dude. are. We're, we we're, are we're aligned. So. Yep,
4: I thought about laying the two and a half with the Cardinals because they're that good, in my opinion, too. But I, I was looking for a teaser uh, leg uh, to that other play that I had with the Titans. A lot of good teaser legs this week, and we're hoping to cash
3: a lot of tickets. So those are our nine plays for Point Spread Sunday. On the other side, Ian McMillan. We both like the Falcons coming up today. We'll ask him about it on the other side. It is Point Spread Sunday. Roll along here on VCD Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on vSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide will be released tomorrow with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops tomorrow, so make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Point spread Sunday rolling along from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard getting you set for week 14 in the NFL. We just gave our picks in the last segment. We both like the Atlanta Falcons. So because of that, We had to bring on our resident Falcons guy here on Point Spread Sunday here at VEASAN, Ian McMillan. You can find him on the Green Zone coming up later today, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Of course, you can do the math for the folks on the East Coast. Ian, thanks for joining us here on on Point Spread Sunday, I should say. I was going to say on the Green Zone, but it's not 10 a.m. Pacific Time just yet. You're a Falcons fan. Obviously, full disclosure, you've made that pretty clear. The Falcons have won four of their five wins, have come on the road this season. And that kind of stood out to me. I'm like, is there anything that we can take away from that? Or is that just kind of a random noisy stat here with the Falcons having a lot of success away from the Mercedes Benz dome?
1: Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. I think it might be necessarily uh, – I think it's more about who they're playing against in these wins. I think that's kind of what we figured out about the Falcons this season is that when they play against teams that are on their level, they're going to be competitive in every single one of, their, of those games. Uh, I mean, look at the opponents they've, that, that they've beat this season, not exactly the cream of the crop in the NFL. But then when they take on uh, good teams, they just get outmatched. They just don't have the depth to hang with the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Buccaneers, as we saw in those games. So I don't know if it necessarily has to do with them playing on the road really well i think it just has to do with kind of the opponents that they're facing uh when uh, when they're on the road
4: you know ian i look for substance for teams too and okay we're deep uh, deeper in the month of december here uh and some of the comments coming from the falcons players and, and coaches that they're more confident they feel like they're getting better uh, is there substance is there evidence uh that you can highlight for us on the show today of the falcons getting better so far this season
1: yeah, if you look at their defensive numbers, they they've kind of slowly improved throughout the season. Uh, I mean, I I talk up a, a, a J. Terrell quite a bit. I truly think he's like a top three cornerback in the league. Now they just struggle with depth because they don't have too much behind him. But when you look at stats like net, um, sorry, opponent yards per play, their defense is slowly getting better throughout the season, and that, that's kind of a promising promising sign. Uh, they're not great, but they're still around with teeth, Whereas at the start of the season, they had one of the worst defenses uh, in the NFL. So uh, it's a promising sign. Uh, I like Arthur Smith just because, like I said earlier, they just seem to be beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. And in my opinion, that's kind of the sign of a good coach. So uh, I think there's good things to come. We still still have a shot at the playoffs, by the way. Let's not forget. I'm a little (laughs) bit maybe I'm being over optimistic here. But we win these last, uh, I mean, we have Lions, Panthers, uh, Saints. We win those games, maybe sneak one against the 49ers. We might be able to sneak into the playoffs. So uh, don't don't count on the Falcons just quite yet.
3: Hey, the dream is still alive, baby, and we'll be dreaming along with you here. <laughs> Speaking with Ian McMillan, he'll see him on the Green Zone later on this morning talking all things Falcons and the Panthers. Right now the Falcons two and a half point underdogs, total of 41. And I want to ask you a question about Carolina here, Ian, cuz they'll be without both of their starting guards on the offensive line and John Miller and Michael Jordan. How do you think that's going to impact their running game against this Falcons defense?
1: Yeah, it's certainly going to impact, and I think that's an interesting point that you brought just brought up because I, I think the offensive lineman injuries a lot of uh, handicappers um, kind of don't look at offensively you'll, when you'll think of big, big injuries and what side you're going to bet on you think of like the you know the quarterback the wide receiver uh, but I think offensive line is is kind of the biggest position in terms of uh, how that kind of affects my handicapping. Um, I mean, the Panthers, their their offense has just not been good without Christian McCaffrey. You look at yards per play, I think they're like second last or third last in the NFL. Having two starting offensive linemen out certainly doesn't help them. Uh, But then again, the Falcons pass rush is one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. So we're going to see if uh, if they can get to Cam Newton, they can get to Chuba Hubbard. Um, but yeah, those, those don't underestimate those, uh, offensive lineman injuries. Those, uh, those can have a, a big impact on the game.
4: Sticking with the Falcons here too, Ian, I was looking at the fact that, okay, Hayden Hurst is going to, I think he's activated for this game. In fact, uh, the impact of Hurst back on the field. And then I'm looking at some player props. I mean, Kyle Pitts, uh, 46 and a half, uh, receiving yards right there. Uh, any other player props uh, that could stand out for you today?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at Cordero Patterson. I love Cordero Patterson. He, in my opinion, is the underground MVP of the NFL. He does everything. He runs the ball. Uh, he catches the ball. Uh, and if you look at a couple games this season when uh, the Falcons didn't have him, when he, when he was out with an injury, their offense was non-existent. Uh, so I, I, I don't have the number right in front of me. I think it's around 55 yards, Cord, Cordero Patterson rushing yards. I think they're going to keep the, the the ball on the ground a little bit. Um, Also, by the way, Cordell Patterson, he's like third on the depth chart to play safety. I would love to see him get get some time on defense there to cement himself as the underground MVP. So player prop Cordell Patterson receiving yards, uh, rushing yards. I like the over on both.
3: It's interesting because looking at this, Carolina is coming off of the bye. Now the bye week, the headline for them was that they fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. Teams coming off the bye this season, just in general, 10 and 13 and one ATS. Why do you think in general that teams who have been having that extra rest have been struggling this season? And do you think we'll see something similar with this Carolina team later on this afternoon?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. And I also would be curious to see... um, how that how that compared to early bye weeks to late bye weeks. Because It seems like, and I, I think this was like the latest bye weeks uh, that we've seen in the NFL before because of the extended regular season. So, um, we, I mean, we're going to see if it's going to affect them today. Having it this late in the season, I mean, I think that's a bigger advantage than it would be um, having it earlier on in the season just because uh, the Falcons haven't had a bye week in forever and that, that extra week rest this late in the season uh, might prove to be valuable. So that's an interesting point. I'd like to see kind of how those records are with teams that have it like, week nine or later compared to the teams who have it a little bit earlier in the season. Because I, I think it is a little bit of an advantage to have it later on, at least in the next following games uh, after the bye.
4: Yeah, I mean, you look at how this team is being evaluated too. I mean, Matt Rule, the situation with him as the head coach and, uh, okay, you make this change at offensive coordinator. But defensively too, I'm kind of wondering if they're all on the same page because Stefan Gilmore, they traded for this guy and, and yet they're just now talking about playing him more uh, so I'm trying to figure out why did it take so long uh, for Carolina to get Stephon Gilmore involved in the defense
1: yeah it's an interesting point but I mean I will say one thing about the Carolina defense probably the most underrated defense in the NFL right now second in opponent yards per play uh, I am on the Falcons today but that is my biggest concern is their defense the Falcons struck against this defense when they played against each other early, uh, earlier this season um so yeah, that is a little bit of a strange what why it took them so long to kind of get Stephon Gilmore into the mix, but uh this Panthers defense is legitimate for sure.
3: All right, Ian. The line right now is two and a half in favor of the Panthers. Totals forty one. This is pretty much an elimination game for the NFC wildcard playoffs. You talked about the dream for the Falcons being alive right now. If they get some wins, strength and wins together here in the month of December, who has the edge in this matchup? And if you didn't have a bet in this game, where would you put your money, whether it be the side or the total?
1: Yeah, I'd go Falcons just because I I can't bet on the Panthers offense right now. I mean, we don't really know what we're going to get from Cam Newton. He didn't look good in his last start. I, you know, I think their whole offense, obviously, this is kind of an obvious statement to say, but when Christian McCaffrey's over the lineup, they are a completely different offense. I can't bet on that offense whatsoever. So anytime that, that there's these, you know, teams, they both have the same record. They're very similar It could go either way. I'm just going to go ahead and take the team getting the point. So I'm going to take Falcons plus two and a half. Uh, the under, I think is probably a good look as well, just because as, uh, uh, as I mentioned, just how strong this Panthers defense is second opponent yards per play. That can't be understated very good defense, but at the end of the day, uh, I can't bet on the Panthers offense when Christian McCaffrey is of the lineup. So I'm going to take the Falcons and the points. Uh, I'm not even going to take Moneyline though, because I think this could be a game that's going to come down to a last second field goal. Anytime that happens, I I'd, uh, I'd definitely want to be on the side that's getting two and a half points.
3: Yeah, two and a half right now is the line. The under the market agrees with you with that play there. Uh, Open 45 and a half. Now I'm seeing 41 pretty much across the board in this game. It could be a nice teaser leg too with the, getting the Falcons up to eight and a half. I don't see any of these teams winning by more than a touchdown. He is Ian McMillan. You can find him on the Green Zone later on today, 10 to 5 Pacific time here on v talking all things Falcons and the Panthers. Ian, best of luck to you and best of luck to your team as we all three try to cash some tickets <laughs> on Atlanta later today.
1: Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Good luck with your bets today.
3: All right. How Absolutely. about that? I know. Cordero Patterson, the underground MVP. We talked about how Arthur Smith, you said that he's been using him kind of like uh, Derek Henry mm-hmm. when he was in Tennessee here. The fact that Patterson is a third on the depth chart at safety—he's <laughs> right. done everything for that team except yeah. for play quarterback. And I'm sure if they asked him to, they could run some wildcat and have a wildcat and have a little bit of success on the offense. They
4: might have that in the playbook for today too. You never maybe, know. But no, he—the problem that he presents to for defense, like uh, Carolina—and uh, uh, Ian was spot on with his assessment there. You don't know how to designate him. Is he a wide receiver or is he a running back? Because if he comes in a game, he's a running back. All of a sudden, he splits out wide and catches, he's asleep, kind of like what he did against New Orleans. Yeah. Runs down the sideline and catches a big play, and it helps that team. So uh, he is just a wild card out there and complete defense to boot on top of that. I mean, it's incredible.
3: Offense, defense, special teams. What can't he do, Cordero Patterson, for the Atlanta Falcons? All right, on the other side, we're going to wrap up the show here giving our final thoughts on all. 12 games here in the National Football League. It is Point Spread Sunday coming to you from v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
1: Play for free at
5: LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited
1: by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: This is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the
4: sports betting network.
3: Sign up for a PlayCard debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank and a member FDIC. It is the final segment of Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, that line in this Dallas-Washington game, now I'm seeing at Circa and Westgate, six and a half. So we'll obviously be tracking that all throughout the morning. The COVID list continues to grow for the Washington football team, particularly on defense, so obviously they could be shorthanded, trying to slow down a high-powered Dallas Cowboys offensive tackle. but we'll touch on that game here in just a bit. But first, I wanted to talk to you, Pritch, about Sunday night football. The Chicago Bears taking on the Green Bay Packers. Packers, 11.5-point favorites, total of 43. Now, the Bears are going to be pretty healthy. Allen Robinson is back in the lineup. Akeem Hicks is back in the lineup, but do you agree with this movement on Chicago that we've seen? Because this line earlier in the week was sitting at 13.5. Now we're 11.5. 11.5.
4: Yeah, 11.5 is interesting. Um, I, I was comfortable with 12, to be honest with you, at uh, one point uh, during the week. Uh, I'm not surprised that it's come down a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes you look at these double digit uh, favorites and, okay, why are you giving that many points? Why are they laying that many points for sure? But a divisional game, too. Uh, and, and the health concerns on the Bears were real. I mean, you getting players like that back. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what the coaching situation is. You are going to put good film out there, hopefully. Uh, now, I did question their effort or their lack of concentration for sure last week uh, that led to a horrible performance for the Bears, too. So I think the Packers are just one of those teams that are getting primed for that playoff run, that last dance towards the Super Bowl. And I think they've talked about that in the locker room, too. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Joe Barry, as a defensive coordinator, I'm very familiar with his family. Mike Barry, his dad, was my offensive line coach when we won a national championship at Colorado. Uh, So he's doing a great job with this defense. It's incredible, Uh, even without some premium players right there. So as the Packers get more and more healthy as they get closer and closer to the playoffs and to that Super Bowl, uh, it's just another reason to back the Packers for me at this point.
3: Yeah, the Green Bay Packers, they, you mentioned, look like they're poised to make another run here. The schedule sets up for it. They could be the number one seed very easily in this NFC here, but that's a lot of points in the it's divisional game. Mm-hmm. National TV, I'm sure the Bears don't want to get embarrassed. Now, they might get embarrassed regardless of whether they want to or not, <laughs> but they at least don't want to in front of company. So, uh, interesting to see see what kind of effort we get out of Chicago, but they are healthier. So that is a definite big benefit for them later tonight. That one kicks off 520 Pacific time, 820 over on the East coast. Now, a game we haven't talked about very much out in the Meadowlands. And for good reason, it's between the Saints and the New York Jets, the New Orleans Saints, five and a half point favorites, total 42 and a half. I doubt NFL Red Zone, when they're going and whipping around all these games all morning long, will be touching on this game very much. But we can make a little money off it if there is value to be had. What stands out to you in this matchup between the Saints and
4: the Jets? Saints, losers of five straight. Yeah, how about that? You wonder where the offense is going to come from. Like uh, just the game that we were just talking about, Packers and Bears. For instance, the Bears, uh, their largest scoring output of the season is 27 points and a loss. Uh, So, okay, we're the Saints and the Jets. I mean, can the Jets be high-powered against that Saints defense? Uh, I'm not anticipating that. Um, I I think from the Saints standpoint, their problem all year has been offense and producing points and helping out the defense. And Kamara coming back, that's going to be helpful. I I think Taysom Hill is a better runner than he is a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. So even though he has the injury to his finger, I don't know if that's going to be significant enough because I think they can still be creative Uh, with the running game, and also some high percentage passes for Taysom Hill. So uh, that situation, the steadiness of that football team at this point, uh, I I can't lay five and a half, though, uh, but I can't. The Jets are on my do not bet list, (laughs) so I can't go the other way either. I mean, uh, if you like the total, uh, maybe a a play on the under, uh, you could look at that. But, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the entire season, what teams are capable of doing and wondering if the, if, if the Jets at this point uh, can light up the scoreboard against that Saints defense. I, I, I just can't get there right now.
3: Yeah, I don't really see it either. Teron Armstead also coming back here for the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Their left tackle, one of the best left tackles in football. That's a big deal. They will be without Ryan Ramchick, though, their right mm-hmm. tackle. So he will not be back. Also, little Jordan Humphrey questionable. Didn't practice on Friday with a hamstring. So we'll see if he's able to go for a New Orleans Saints team that is already devoid of some playmakers. Let's just put it that way. For the Jets, Kevin Coleman has been ruled out, so cluster injuries for them at running back uh, with Michael Carter already on IR, and then they just placed the rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore on IR, one of the more dynamic kind of slot guys. Might have a little success on the outside as well, so yet less weapons for Zach Wilson to deal with against a Saints defense that is really good, so we'll see if he's able to hold up in this game. Jags and the Titans, this one going on in Nashville, we both teased the Titans down to two and a half. They're now eight and a half point favorites, total of 44. Urban Meyer, the shenanigans that are going on mm. in Jacksonville, he's calling his coaches losers. How do you think that even plays into this handicap
4: of this game? I don't know if it does because to me that's a lot of noise. Uh, I mean, I think <laughs> the, the reality of the National Football League is not everybody gets along. I mean, let's just be real. Uh, you have a business relationship a lot of times and not really building friendships, you know? So That's the reality of any work environment, I pretty think. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Although we um, get along. Yeah, we do, we do, absolutely. Um, but so, I mean, a lot of that is noise. I mean, can you do your job and do it at a high enough level? And, I mean, look, if you're looking to get out of there, get out of there and move on, uh, certainly. Uh, but your job is to go out there and try to win a football game, so I'm not going to discount that. Uh, and so, where are the Titans? That's where I start. That's why I tease them down. Uh, I, I think they win the game for sure, but you know the, the effects of a long season, Landry's banged up, he has a hamstring, and he's really emerged for that defense. Uh, the fact that the Titans in years past, in particular last year, they were plus 11, led the league in turnover differential. and This year they're minus seven. So they're not playing the same level of football. And then you still have Todd Downing uh, adjusting to the plan without the key players: Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. So, with Julio back, that might help. But you know, you're looking at the Titans trying to reestablish themselves up front uh, and run the football a little bit too. So, but I have him on a teaser.
3: Yeah, it was a teaser for me in this spot with the Tennessee Titans. All right, we've. Touched on those three three games, we should say. And now it's time. Let's go down the rest of the board here, giving our final thoughts on the 12 games we have in the NFL in week 14. The Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs right now, nine-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 48. That started to come off the key number of 10, Pritch. What say you?
4: Well, the Chiefs are 19-0 in November and December.
3: They're, they're really good. I, they're, <laughs> tell you what, I mean under Andy Reid, they tend to peak at the sure, right time.
4: Sure, and it's the Raiders. And the Raiders have been through a, a season that I'm sure they soon want to forget. But and the future, is so uncertain for this football team. But I, I think their back's against the wall. A good effort from the Raiders, hopefully today. We just
3: touched on Saints-Jets, so we'll skip that. Niners and mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. It's third in the rotation. But important to note, this one does kick off 125 uh, Pacific time. 425 on the East Coast, but it's third in the rotation. The Niners, one-and-a-half point favorites, total 49. I'm seeing some 2 and a there okay. Circa, though.
4: What about this game here? Bruce? Devo Samuel is going to be in the lineup. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, yeah. any word on him? Elijah Mitchell is out. He's out. Okay, so, He's De- out. so Devo, Devo will be in. That's going to help because he can line up in the backfield or outside. So uh, a little bit more uh, playmaking ability for that offense for San Francisco. And watch out for Joe Burrow's pinky. He is expected to play, but...
3: He was grimacing on the sidelines last week against the L.A. Chargers. We just discussed Jags-Titans, so let's move on to Ravens and the Browns. The Browns are two-and-a-half point favorites, total 43-and-a-half.
4: Yeah, sacks are up. uh, So if you're Miles Garrett, you're you're excited about this one. Uh, Interceptions are up to you. If you're Joe Woods, the defense coordinator for Cleveland, uh, hopefully you can produce uh, more turnovers there for the Ravens. Falcons and the Panthers. We both like the Falcons. We talked to Ian McMillan in the
3: last segment about that game, so we'll skip that one. Cowboys against the Washington football team. It's up to six and a half, total
4: 48. One of the things that stands out to me in this one uh, is just the Dallas Cowboys in that defensive front, but they're going to get healthy because defensively, they've been yielding 143 yards and 153 yards the last two weeks on the ground. Uh, And we know Washington, they want to play physical and run the football. Seahawks, nine point favorites in Houston, taking on the Texans, total 40 and a half. How about this? Uh, You know, Cully, the rebuild who wants to be a part of that? Yeah. <laughs> and then is Kelly going to be there? Not me. After the rebuild is over, right? So, uh, yeah. I mean, Seattle and this one up. But I have him on the teaser though.
3: Broncos eleven and a half point favorites against the Detroit Lions in the Mile High City.
4: of Total forty two. You, you know, variables in this one. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a you know something is if it's attacked or not. Uh, but Aiden Hutchinson's out there. And right now, Detroit has a number one overall pick. <laughs> Most bet game at BetMGM. <laughs> our producer, Matt Never.
3: Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Chargers, nine and a half point favorites against the Giants,
4: 43 the total. Yeah, the, the Giants defense needs to show up uh, to keep them in this one. Tampa Bay, their three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Buffalo Bills, total 52-and-a-half. You know, Buffalo's up against it, Femi. Uh, Maybe a great effort, but Tampa at home just too strong, in my opinion.
3: All right. We just discussed the Bears and the Packers as well for Sunday Night Football. Packers, 11-and-a-half-point
4: favorites, total of 43. Okay, Pritch, finally, your picks for today. Yeah, I got the teaser situations. My former team teaser, I'm looking for that to cash again, like cash last week uh, if you played it. But So I got the Seahawks minus two-and-a-half, Broncos minus five, and then Falcons plus my other teaser is Titans 2.5, Rams plus 8.5. All
3: right, I'm on Cowboys minus 4.5, Falcons plus 3, Ravens plus 3, Giants plus 10.5, Bills plus 3.5, Cardinals minus 2.5, Seahawks, Titans 2-point, or rather 6-point teaser, but down to 2.5. Thank you to Ian McMillan of the Green Zone. You can catch him 10 to 5 Pacific time. Thank you to you guys. Hopefully you catch some tickets. Today.
5: work.